Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Inga Hebden. She's a leadership and personal impact coach, helping people increase their impact, their ability to lead, influence, and act strategically. I have Stuart Wiggins. He's with Induna Advisors, where he offers fractional chief operating officer services and brings resources together to help scale your business. And I have Philip Tate. He is a communications consultant doing business branding, strategic communications, and marketing in Charlotte, North Carolina. The question I have today, how do you get over not anticipating an obvious problem before it happened? Philip, what do you think? Hey, we've all faced it. I think you have to give yourself some grace. It happens to everybody. And like the old saying goes, you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. So I think the first thing is just to accept it happens. It happens to everybody. Anybody who tells you that they've never had something like that happen to them is probably a liar uh, because it happens to everybody. And I think the best you can do from that is to try to learn from the experience. Uh, certainly feel bad about it, uh, but, but hopefully you can, you can learn from it and move on. Mike Tyson said it best. You can plan and plan and plan <laughs> until the other guy hits you in the face. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes a problem-solving exercise. Okay, so I agree with Philip. You can plan, you can try to anticipate. Hopefully that planning and uh, anticipation mitigates the error that took place. But the fact remains, it's not how you look at it when it happened, it's how you respond to it so that you can fix it as expeditiously as possible. Very good points. Uh, I'm drawing a little bit of a blank here because I keep thinking about anticipating issues and going down your own rabbit hole in, in, in your head. And not just about finding a solution, but anticipating even more problems. So going down the really, the, the bad one, and then almost like, well, kind of trying to make sure that you don't react accordingly because the situation that as bad as you might've painted it in your head isn't, uh, isn't going to be the case. Uh, and it's the, the tricky thing is being open enough to really see it, hang on a minute, whatever I created in my head is actually not going to happen. And uh, so I need to respond in a different way. That's kind of where my thoughts are going. I just had a situation like this last week and it's kind of a silly situation. I have a lot of houseplants and in my houseplants, I have fairy gardens and different figurines and stuff like that. And I had a houseplant that I was going to move that had a figurine in it. That was very special to me. I've had it for like 35 years. And I know that I should take the figurine out and set it out and then move the plant. I didn't even think about it. I literally went to pick up the plant and the plant had grown into the rocks underneath it. And so it kind of jolted it as I picked it up, the figurine fell out and broke into four pieces. And I was holding the plant just literally saying, no, 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 no. And Russ came downstairs and was like, what's wrong? Did you break the pot? And I'm like, no worse. And I set it back down and I was picking up the pieces and I was so angry at myself, devastated, angry, the whole, all of it, because I know better. Now Russ picked up the pieces and he got glue and he put it back together and it looks, it looks pretty good. Like he did a really good job, but I was so angry at myself because I know better. All you can do is learn from the experience. I mean, you kind of know, but I, I think you, you try to debrief military people all the time. Every time they do a mission, uh, the, the last piece of that is a debrief. They kind of run back through the entire mission and what could I have done better? What could I have done differently? That type of thing. I think the same thing applies here when we're trying to anticipate 
things. My wife had a situation at work. She was not sleeping the other night, worried about it. And I said, there's nothing you can do about this until you get to the office in the morning. So, so try to go to sleep, get your rest, deal with it in the moment tomorrow. Uh, don't let it ruin tonight and the rest of your day, the anticipation so much worse than the actual event. When I picked her up from work yesterday, she said, that thing I was worried about not sleeping last night, it was nothing. And I said, see? See, I think the key is with all these is to be able to learn from your mistakes because you, you're right. Having been a former military officer, I will tell you, there's plenty of after, after action reviews. And even after that, you can't solve for all the possible scenarios that take place. In Robin's case, it was a personal thing. And she could kick herself because she knew what not to do. And she did it. It's like getting in a car, driving drunk. You know, you shouldn't have done it, but you did it. Okay. But if it's work related or in the military, then the risk is higher. And, but you can't plan for everything. That's why I use the phrase, it becomes a problem solving exercise. The only you can do is you can prepare those around you as best as possible to respond to the possibilities that might take place so that they can minimize the risk when uh, things start to go haywire. In fact, I'll ask the question, does anything ever go exactly as it is planned? No, no. no. Never. I've worked with a lot of sports clients over the years. And one of the things you hear a lot from coaches, uh, and, and Robin, you would know this from your experience too, is that you learn so much more you know, from adversity than from success. But the bigger challenges come from handling success. It's a lot easier to teach when something has gone wrong. Coaches love it when they're a heavy favorite and they barely win. They still got the win, but they've got coachable moments coming out of it. When you when you win big, you blow out the opponent, what have you, it's easy to lose the attention of the players. So sometimes it's 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 harder to handle success than it is adversity. I do think though, especially now with everything being on video. You see athletes, they make a mistake on the field and it follows them for 30 years and they're, they have to do exactly what they're talking, we're talking about, which is forgive themselves for making that mistake, even though it keeps coming up on YouTube. Hey, self-compassion is a big part of any type of competition, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes and everything else. You need to give yourself some grace and figure out how do I move forward from this? And like I said, hopefully at some point, put it in the rear view mirror and it's just a memory. Inga, do you have any insight into how that give yourself some grace, move on, let it go? Like, how does that work for you? I sometimes just need to remind myself that I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'd love to be. No, not really. Actually, I don't want to be perfect. That's boring. No, I, I, I simply just have to remind myself. And sometimes it's a little bit trickier. trickier. Other times I need to talk to people and um, get honest, honest feedback and just say, uh, listen, this is keeps keeps coming up for me. I can't get over it. So what are your thoughts? And just get some kind of external reassurance about things. And I think it's in general, it's really helpful to seek seek out um, advice and the people who are closest to you and just say, listen, just give me give me your honest thoughts here, or just pick me up a little because uh, we will do it. For me, that's uh, that's always the, the best medicine. I would say. You know, Inga, I, I could consider what you do is working with leaders. And I have this big thing about why there are so many poor leaders. As much as we train people how to lead. So my, my thinking as we talk about this, okay, things don't go as planned. How does a poor leader respond? 
Blame. I'm yeah. sorry. Blame. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what a poor leader does. So then that, that's a whole different set of circumstances because that poor leader may not learn from what happened, which causes more risk and puts other people in even more danger or causes the team to cave in. So when we initially talked about this, I think we were talking about what we thought to be good leaders or people who had their head on their shoulders straight. But the people that are narcissistic, maybe they look at it differently. To, to be fair, if, if there is a leader who is a true narcissist, you can't help them. It's as simple as that. They, they should definitely not be in a leadership position, uh, but we all know that there are many who are. But there are just some people who are not willing or capable of self-reflection. And they're always going to blame somebody else. And then um, it's up to others, to people around them, to create a little bit of a less toxic environment, even though that person who is creating the the toxicity, trying to neutralize it. And and then there are other forms, there's certain things one can do, but when it comes to individuals like that, no chance. I don't know you, Robin, you probably came across quite a few as well. And we could go down that path and that's a whole separate 10 minute conversation. What I can tell you about giving yourself grace is that I'm very thankful that the thing that I broke was mine and not Russ's because Russ is really good. He'll give me grace all day long and twice on Sunday. Like He's like, it's a mistake. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But I would have kicked myself much harder had I broken something of his than having broken something of mine that he was, he actually fixed it and it looks great. So I think part of it is that is allow yourself to understand what is the situation and what are you holding on to? We've talked about that some too. So that is our 10 minutes. I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.